Today on the AI Breakdown, we're doing a point-counterpoint between someone who thinks that AI needs more regulation and someone else who thinks that self-regulation is the best approach. The AI Breakdown is a daily podcast and video about the most important news and discussions in AI. Go to breakdown.network for more information about our YouTube channel, our Discord, and our newsletter. Hello, friends. Happy weekend. And of course, because it is the weekend, that means it's time for a Long Reads episode. Today, we are actually going to do two Long Reads. And to be sure, these were not published or printed in direct opposition to one another. And it's not like they even represent polar opposite positions. However, they clearly come from different perspectives and represent very different takes on the way that we should regulate AI. The first piece is by John Palfrey who is the president of the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, and who writes, Underregulating tech is a relic of the 1990s. AI is an urgent call for change. I am going to turn it over to AI NLW, thanks to Eleven Labs, to read this piece, and then I will be back with a little bit of analysis. In the 1990s, America chose to avoid regulating new digital technologies as they arose. Today, as AI takes center stage, even those leading technology companies urge a new approach to regulation. There is no excuse for our country to continue sanctioning a regulatory Wild West in the digital sector. It is past time to establish some guardrails. The regulatory landscape in AI is rapidly evolving. In a single week, the president signed a sweeping executive order requiring rigorous safety measures for companies and new AI standards for federal agencies. And Vice President Kamala Harris shared a framework to address the harms AI is causing and identified ways to put the technology on a path to prevent possible future risks by acting with urgency. These are laudable and necessary steps toward ensuring the benefits of AI are shared widely and its harms are limited. Now, it is time for lawmakers to overcome remaining trepidation to regulate AI and immediately act to cement AI safety in the law for generations to come. Policymakers in the U.S. have historically eschewed regulating the tech sector for fear of stifling innovation and American competitiveness in the global marketplace. But that argument is a relic of the late 90s when cyberspace was new and its impact unknown. The prevailing wisdom held that technology deserved to be treated differently than everything else that had come before. This cyber-libertarian point of view translated into a hands-off regulatory environment for the internet. This approach, pressed by technology companies and their supporters, argued for its radical openness and sense of possibility, the lure of a new kind of participatory and global politics and great riches for those able to harness it. It was against that backdrop that a key provision was passed in the Communications Decency Act, known as Section 230, immunizing tech companies from accountability for extraordinary harms their platforms would eventually cause. Nearly three decades later, we continue to feel the consequences of this outdated policy. Today, women, children, and people of color are more vulnerable to online sexual harassment, revenge porn, voter suppression, and eating disorders because of the legal loopholes Section 230 gave to tech companies. The latter is now the subject of a sweeping lawsuit brought by dozens of states against tech behemoth Meta. Many hoped the law might meet its end earlier this year in cases against Google and Twitter, only to see the Supreme Court uphold the status quo. Now we are confronting an AI revolution that could compound those harms if Congress fails to set appropriate legal boundaries for tech companies this time around. The urgency to act is growing by the day. Late last month, a group of researchers revealed weaknesses in the digital guardrails tech companies have created to ensure AI is not a danger to society. The researchers found they could easily break safety measures and enable systems to generate toxic material. Even well-intended customization, like adapting a tool to tutor children, can degrade the guardrails, exposing users to hate speech and abusive messages. Among other measures, the guardrails in the president's executive order requiring new technologies to be carefully tested before they are released should become the law of the land. That is one of the best ways to protect society against the worst excesses of AI, from ongoing bias and discrimination to catastrophic cybersecurity risks. Lawmakers should also create incentives in the law to ensure that AI tools serve people in an equitable manner. 
Consider how the dangerous effects of hate speech on social networks or the increased risk of biased facial recognition in the criminal justice system might thrive and compound in an unregulated tech environment. Governments around the world have an indispensable role in making tech safer for users. As the head of a major philanthropy, the MacArthur Foundation, I also embrace my sector's role in addressing the social impacts of technology. The president's executive order accounts for issues our grantees have been working on for years and leans heavily on the blueprint for an AI Bill of Rights, which was created under the leadership of Dr. Alondra Nelson. In a new initiative, we join with nine other philanthropies to do what we can to help mitigate AI risks. Our priorities are aligned with Vice President Harris's framework to advance AI governance to benefit people and society, centering individuals and communities most at risk of harm. Together, we are committing more than $200 million toward public interest efforts, including new research, policy frameworks, and advocacy. Our country can and should address the harms of technology, regulate now based on what we know, close the most dangerous loophole of Section 230, support digital rights, establish much-needed guidelines for the development of AI, and create a new set of incentives that ensure we can harness the best of what new technologies offer societies. All right, back to non-AI NLW here. I don't want to go too deep into my analysis of these because I really want you to have both of them and to be able to think about them on your own terms. The one thing that I will note is just how wildly divergent different people look at that Section 230. People who are against it speak like Palfrey does in this essay as though it was so obviously and self-evidently a mistake and a relic of the past. I mean, he even uses that language in this piece, right? A relic of the 90s. When there are folks on the other side, who, spoiler alert, I certainly find myself closer to, who think that Section 230 was one of the most significant reasons that the internet grew up as a largely American industry. Regardless of where you find yourself in that conversation, it's just fascinating how wildly divergent the perspectives are. But with that, let's shift over to another piece. This one is from Adonis Hoffman, the CEO of the Advisory Council, who was formerly in senior roles at the FCC in the U.S. House of Representatives and is a former adjunct professor at Georgetown University. His piece is called Why Self-Regulation is Best for Artificial Intelligence. As the Biden administration seeks to get its arms around the global phenomenon that is artificial intelligence, it should recognize a few realities. First, artificial intelligence, AI, is more than an idea whose time has come. It is indelibly written into the fabric of our society. AI has grown from a theoretical academic concept to an indispensable tool in just about every sector imaginable. It has become ubiquitous and universal, transforming commerce, culture, industry, and individual lives the world over, fostering a new era of innovation. Alan Turing, often regarded as the father of AI, posed the question in 1950, can machines think? And his Turing test became a foundational measure for machine intelligence. In 1956, John McCarthy coined the term artificial intelligence at Dartmouth Conference, marking the beginning of AI as a formal academic discipline. From there, artificial intelligence saw sporadic progress, with periods of intense excitement and support followed by periods of skepticism and reduced funding. In the early 2000s, AI took big leaps with the advent of innovations like deep learning and big data. Those developments led to AI breakthroughs, allowing machines to recognize speech and images, diagnose diseases and create algorithms, language, and a wide range of tasks. Today, the myriad benefits of AI are becoming well-known to us all. Capable of analyzing vast amounts of data, AI helps with critical decisions in fields like finance, business, law, medicine, and even governance. AI algorithms can analyze complex biomedical data faster than humans, enabling early and accurate disease diagnosis, robotic surgeries, and enhanced healthcare services. AI-powered robots can perform repetitive tasks more efficiently, leading to increased production rates and reduced human errors. Voice assistants like Siri, Alexa, and Google Assistant have made technology more accessible to the elderly and disabled, breaking down barriers of isolation. 
AI drives progress in many other areas, including climate modeling, drug discovery, and even art. For all of its benefits, AI is not without controversy, such as privacy and ethical concerns. With AI's ability to analyze vast datasets, there is a risk of personal data misuse, leading to potential breaches of privacy. There are also valid concerns that AI could render certain jobs obsolete even while it creates new categories of work. Decisions made by AI, especially in critical areas like healthcare and criminal justice, can pose ethical challenges, especially if they lack transparency. A heavy dependence on AI systems can lead to loss of basic human skills and a potential vulnerability if these systems fail. As the president and policymakers consider rules to govern AI, they face intractable challenges. Trying to regulate every expression of AI will be an elusive exercise. The technology is far too ingrained already in our lives to even think it possible. Equally important, government regulation, however well-intentioned, will always be several steps behind even in its best iteration. All things considered, self-regulation is the best policy course for AI regulation. Here is why. Industry expertise, AI is vast, complex, and rife with nuances. Technology experts immersed in its intricacies are best suited to draft and enforce guidelines. Even the most expert federal regulatory agencies, while motivated, are sure to lack the depth of understanding necessary to effectively oversee AI innovations. Those within the AI industry possess the hands-on experience and technical familiarity to establish guidelines that are both practical and effective. The pace of AI advancement is dynamic and staggering. By the time traditional regulatory frameworks catch up with the latest development, several new ones will have emerged. Self-regulation offers a flexibility that can adapt swiftly to the ever-changing AI landscape. This agility ensures that guidelines remain relevant and fosters responsible innovation without stifling it. The bureaucratic nature of government-led regulations often entails prolonged processes and significant financial expenditures. In contrast, self-regulation led by industry stakeholders can be more streamlined and cost-effective, reducing the financial burden on both the industry and taxpayers. In the absence of self-regulation, government might impose even stricter, potentially stifling regulations. By adopting a proactive stance, the AI industry can set standards that are both high and realistic, preempting the need for burdensome regimes. One of the critiques of AI is the perceived black-box nature of algorithms, which can lead to mistrust among regulators and the public. By self-imposing transparency and ethical standards, the AI industry can build credibility and trust. To be fair, there are downsides to self-regulation that augur for government regulation. Proponents of federal regulation argue that the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, and Department of Justice would be more inclined than industry to protect individual rights, monitor and prevent abuses, and strictly enforce the rules. With concerns over AI's influence on privacy, federal regulations can provide a standardized framework to ensure that personal data is not misused. In areas like autonomous vehicles and healthcare AI, regulations can ensure the development and deployment of safe, reliable AI technologies. Without proper oversight, AI systems can inadvertently perpetuate or even amplify biases present in the data they are trained on. Regulation can ensure systems are developed and deployed in a manner that mitigates these biases. Regulations can require companies to make their AI systems more understandable and transparent, which can help in building public trust. By setting rigorous standards, the U.S. might position itself as a producer of high-quality, reliable, and trustworthy AI solutions, which could become a selling point on the international stage. Just as the FDA ensures the safety of drugs and the FAA regulates aviation safety, AI regulation can be a way to protect consumers from potentially harmful or misleading AI-driven products and services. Regulations can also drive companies to adopt ethical AI practices, ensuring technology benefits humanity as a whole. But enforcing federal AI regulations can be challenging, given the complexity of AI itself. 
the risk of governmental overreach is as real as the infringement of individual freedom. As AI companies often operate globally, navigating a patchwork of different regulatory regimes across countries can be complex and costly. We must also be concerned about competition. If the U.S. overregulates, it may fall behind in the global AI race. In addition, the economic impact of overregulation might drive AI companies to relocate to more lenient jurisdictions, potentially leading to job losses and a downturn in economic contributions from a rapidly growing sector. Finally, ill-advised federal regulation has direct economic implications for small and medium-sized businesses. Complying with regulations often comes with costs. While large corporations might easily absorb these, small businesses and startups could struggle, potentially hampering innovation at grassroots levels. To preserve and advance the many benefits of artificial intelligence, U.S. policymakers should encourage the industry to develop a robust and prudent self-regulatory regime that fosters accountability, ethical responsibility, innovation, and security. As AI continues to permeate our everyday lives, there is no doubt that regulation is necessary, but its direction should come from industry, not government, and be guided by a set of industry-derived principles and best practices that are fair, transparent, and enforceable. All right, once again, back to non-AI NLW. These types of opinion pieces are increasingly less theoretical than they once were. What I mean by that is that just this week, we got the latest version of a comprehensive AI bill introduced in the Senate. The Thune-Klobuchar bill is much closer to this self-regulatory idea, although not exclusively. It has roles for the NIST and the Commerce Department, but it does put a lot of onus on the industry. That's very different, of course, than the Holly Blumenthal bill that was introduced in September, and we haven't yet seen what Chuck Schumer is going to bring to bear. The point is that this is a live and active conversation now, not just a speculative or theoretical one. And so, to the extent that it matters to you, I would encourage you to get involved in the debate. This is going to be a political issue, even if it's lumped in with other political issues. So make your voice heard. And of course, if you are still just figuring out what you think, I will happily continue to bring you as many perspectives as I can. For now, though, that is going to do it for today's episode of the AI Breakdown. I appreciate you listening or watching wherever you are. And until next time, peace. Peace.